Hello everybody and welcome to the SI Digest where we run through the biggest esports business related news stories of the week. I am Tom Daniels, the sub-editor of Esports Insider and today we have five huge news stories covered throughout the entirety of the week. We're going to be talking about Guild Esports and the Subway Partnership, ByteDance acquiring potentially Mobile Legends publisher Moonton for a reported $4 billion in valuation. Team Endpoint has extended its CEX partnership with an equity-linked deal included. ESL have also launched the mobile gaming ecosystem. And then finally, we're going to be talking about the esports titles that have been announced for the upcoming Southeast Asian Games in 2021. Now, this episode of ESI Digest is in partnership with AstroPay, the esports payment solutions provider. We're glad to have them on board. So let's get into the stories. But First, before we jump into the ESI Digest itself, I do want to talk about the fact that Esports Insider has revealed its full agenda and lineup for the ESI Digital Spring, which is taking place on March 30th to the 31st. Now, some of the speakers and the representatives of the brands include the likes of G2 Esports, Nerd Street Gamers, Team Vitality, Blast, Team Liquid, Riot Games, Pringles, BBC Sport, ESL, the list goes on and on and on. So if you do want to check out what the full agenda is and what kind of is being talked about in the esports business landscape right now, then don't forget to head over to the Esports Insider website for the ESI Digital Spring and go to the events page. And yeah, hopefully we'll see some of you there. The first story of the ESI Digest that we're going to be covering is the fact that UK-based organisation Guild Esports has unveiled a two-year sponsorship deal with sandwich franchise Subway. Now, Guild Esports, for for those who, well, for many of those who know, is co-owned by David Beckham. This partnership in particular will cover 55 EMEA markets, which is Europe, Middle East, and African markets. Additionally, Subway's branding will be featured on Guild Esports' team jersey. It will also be on like all their digital content. And more importantly, in my opinion anyway, it will have like an integration with Guild Esports' London headquarters, which is opening this year. The exact details of the agreement have not been revealed. However, Guild Esports have said that it is a multi-million pound deal with the investment basically being split between four equal segments over the 24 months. This is a huge significant deal for Guild Esports. It obviously builds on the HyperX partnership and still this unnamed unannounced i think it was like 3.6 million sponsorship from a financial term that was meant to be announced in like november it's still not announced now so we're a bit unsure on that but either way it is still a huge deal to have a brand like subway affiliated with an esports organization like guild especially one which has only been going on you know for just over a year Overall, this is a great deal for Guild, and I don't think anybody can argue that. Obviously, a lot of people have, like, their doubts over Guild with the fact, you know, it is like a celebrity going in, but they're building a solid team around them, it seems, and having partnerships like this kind of solidifies the importance of marketing your brand well. Guild Esports have marketed their brand brilliantly, whether it be through announcements of sponsorships, whether it be through bringing in backroom staff, or using the fact that they have the likes of a brand like David Beckham behind them. I think it's a great, great partnership, and I'm looking forward to seeing kind of more from Guild in the future. Next up is another huge story that happened this week in Esports, and while it's not 
directly esports related. It does have massive esports implications. And it is the fact that Chinese technology company and TikTok owners ByteDance has reportedly acquired Mobile Legends Bang Bang developer and publisher Moonturn. Now, the value of this, according to a report by Reuters, is going to be around $4 billion. What makes this story even more fascinating is the fact that Reuters also reported that Tencent also bid to acquire Munton. However, the offer was matched by ByteDance last week and it looks like Moonton have accepted the ByteDance offer. Now, obviously, there have been a lot of legal battles between Tencent and Moonton over copyright infringement and, and kind of other kind of things around that. So it's very interesting to see essentially Tencent want to buy Mobile Legends Bang Bang by Moonton, you know, instead of, you know, kind of keeping with these legal battles which is going through. However, it does seem that that is a failed attempt and that it looks like ByteDance are going to acquire them. How this impacts the Mobile Legends Bang Bang esports scene is kind of unknown right now. We don't know if it's going to have really any implication. Are they just going to kind of continue the growth of which they are doing? Moonton have kind of come out and said that they will be working as like a separate entity from ByteDance's video game unit Newverse, which is actually the the what, how the acquisition has been made essentially. So we don't know if there's going to be like some like massive changes to like the Mobile Legends structure and kind of how the esports is run. However, you have to think that with kind of having especially TikTok associated with the title now and with the publisher, that there could be a lot more integration of that in the future. Sticking with mobile gaming now and ESL have announced the new mobile esports ecosystem. They've announced ESL Mobile and this is actually an ecosystem which is going to cover North America, Europe, MENA and the Asia Pacific regions. ESL Mobile's inaugural 2021 spring season is expected to kick off on April 10th and will feature a $250,000 prize pool in total. Now they've also partnered with a range of developers and publishers to include you know the following titles. I'm going to read them off the list now which will be added into the ESL mobile ecosystem. This is Ausfat 9, Legends, Brawl Stars, Clash of Clans, Clash Royale, Legends of Runeterra, PUBG, League of Legends, Wild Rift. All of those titles will be included into its ecosystem and this is like a massive initiative by ESL to essentially develop mobile esports even further. We've obviously talked about what the potential implications could be with Mobile Legends and Moonton being purchased by ByteDance, but this is actually a clear esports intent by ESL to develop this sector. ESL Mobile is expected to be split into two competitive tiers, which is the ESL Mobile Open and the ESL Mobile Challenge. Now, Players will kind of work through these systems through their respective titles, it seems, to qualify into the Open and finally into Mobile Challenge, which will crown, you would guess, like the final winner. There's not much more to say about this story apart from the fact that it's definitely worth keeping an eye on, you know, how you know ESL Mobile sponsors their tournaments throughout each individual region. It'll be split into three regions, North America, Europe Amena, and Asia Pacific. And to kind of see what the viewership for each one of those regions are as well. We probably expect Asia Pacific, sorry, to have like, you know, massive viewership and probably a lot of the sponsors. But how are North America's ecosystems and European uh, Europe and MENA's ecosystems going to compare 
to Asia Pacific. Moving back to the UK now and British organization Team Endpoint has announced it has extended its partnership with CEX which is a game kind of secondhand retailer and while that story alone is newsworthy this has been reported to be a seven figure deal and with equity linked into the partnership as well. A major factor of this partnership, apart from the financial side, obviously, is the fact that Human and Frank Orchard, the chairman and franchise director of CEX, respectively, have joined Team Endpoint's board in non-executive roles. According to the release, the deal is expected to give Endpoint financial security to guarantee full-time staff and also establish a base in Sheffield. Also, the appointment are expected to kind of grow Endpoint's brand to take it from a you know, very well-respected kind of national organization into more of a European and global scale also. Similar to the Guild deal, I think that this is actually a huge, huge partnership for a UK-based organization. And the fact that uh, CEX and Endpoint have collaborated in the past. I think it was Ju January 2020, I think, when CEX became like an official partner of Endpoint. It kind of highlights that Team Endpoint clearly have done something right in CEX's eyes, despite there being a pandemic, for the company to essentially have an equity stake in Team Endpoint as well. I'm interested to see how this partnership between CEX and Team Endpoint develops now. The deal is expected to be for a minimum of five years so it gives kind of both brands the opportunity to come up with activations whether they be physical after the pandemic or you know continue to have online activations online promotions and online content together the final story of the asi digest sees the vietnam electronic sports and entertainment association reveal the esports titles that will be included in the 31st southeast asian games as an official medal sport Overall, the event will feature 10 esports tournaments across League of Legends, League of Legends Wild Rift, PUBG Mobile, Mobile Legends Bang Bang, FIFA Online 4, Free Fire, Arena of Valor, and Crossfire. This isn't the first time that esports has been included in the SAA games, with the competition in 2019 holding Mobile Legends Bang Bang, Arena of Valor, Dota 2, StarCraft 2, Tekken 7, and Hearthstone competitions. However, I believe that this is the first time that it has been held as an official medal event, which is kind of like a huge step forward to many in kind of like legitimizing esports. This is a step forward towards esports getting Olympic recognition. And I know that there's a debate on whether esports should be included in the Olympics or should it kind of have its own kind of separate Olympics essentially. But what is really, really crucial for me now is that now we're getting kind of these meddled sports in what are traditional multi-sport events. It's important now to have consistency. There's already a change from the 2019 SEA Games to the 2021 SEA Games. And I think now it's important to, at least for the majority of titles, keep that consistency to ensure that you know it becomes more aware to an Olympic audience, to a more casual sporting audience who are watching. Because I feel like if you just randomly change titles just by what's popular every two, three years, I don't think you're going to get the 
same level of investment as what you get for other sports which appear in like the Olympics or the SEA Games as well. And that has been it for the ESI Digest. Thank you to AstroPay for once again sponsoring this episode of the ESI Digest. If you do want to find out more about the stories which I've talked about or even more stories which have happened in the esports business world, then don't forget to head over to Esports Insider's website. Don't also forget to follow us on Twitter as well and on Instagram also. If you want to follow me, I am at the Tom Daniels on Twitter. And until next week, we'll see you then.